This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Let's get it. All football. All the time. You're listening to the best football show. Hosted by Elliot Sherparks. What's going on, everyone? My name is Elliot Shore-Parks. Today is Tuesday, July 25th, and this is the Best Football Show podcast, the place for the top news and opinion from myself and from the best of the best of Odyssey's football podcasts and radio stations. If you like what you hear today, please hit that subscribe button for auto-downloads, and make sure you leave a five-star review to help the show grow. All right, training camps are kicking off around the league today. And we got a bit of news on this Tuesday morning, one of the biggest drama points of the offseason. A lot of discussion about the running backs earlier. Saquon Barkley signs an updated new one-year deal with the Giants worth $10.1 million, fully guaranteed. He gets $2 million of it up front. Also a million in there of incentives. They're pretty big and lofty incentives. 1,300 rushing yards, 11 touchdowns, and 65 receptions. So certainly not super obtainable incentives possible he could get it I mean he's coming off a good year uh the Giants are clearly going to use him in the offense quite a bit maybe he gets it maybe he gets that that incentive he ends up making a little over 10 million the big news is he will be coming into training camp so the idea that he might hold out he had hinted at at it that will not be happening now a lot of the reaction to this has been wow Saquon really folded he got almost no no new money he's going to come to training camp The Giants didn't have to do much to get him to go. And there is some truth to that. Like, Saquon could have held out for the next month. He could have missed a week or two of games. Like, he could have made quite a bit of money, the majority of that $10 without going to training camp. But here's why, once again, I think this is a pretty clear indication the Giants have completely bungled this whole situation with Saquon. And while people want to try to, you know, play Saquon and make fun of Saquon for coming into training camp... I actually think he comes out pretty well in this situation. Let's look at it from his perspective, and then let's look at it from the Giants' perspective and why I think they messed this up. So Saquon is going to play on a one-year, $10 million deal, a little over $10 million, about $10.1, you know, incentives, all those things. He will, in all likelihood, be a top three running back this year in money earned, uh, just from a base salary perspective. The top highest in the league right now is Nick Chubb. He is a base salary at 10.8. Uh, Derrick Henry, 10.5. And then you have Josh Jacobs, Tony Pollard, and Saquon at around 10.1. So he is going to be, this year, one of the highest paid running backs in the NFL for one year of his service. He did not sign over five years of, of, his, uh, of his professional career. He didn't sign a three-year deal, a, a, four-year, a four-year deal. He got $10 million, or is going to get 
$10 million in one year. Then next offseason, he will once again be a free agent. The Giants could tag him again. That number would be around $13 million, I believe. He's now at two years, $23 million fully guaranteed that he will earn in two years if that happens. Now, if he gets injured, you know, those things happen. I would still be surprised if he got a total deal worth less than $10 million. But let's just say he has an average year, right? Basically what he did last year, maybe a little worse, maybe a little better, but he is what he was last year. He is going to get at least that 10 to $13 million next offseason. So in my opinion, Saquon actually doesn't come off bad here. I know he doesn't get the, the peace of mind of long-term security, but he's getting a ton of money this year for a running back, one of the highest paid in the NFL, and he has another shot at free agency next offseason. If they franchise tag him, he'll have a shot again a year after while making premium money the first two years. So while people can make fun of Saquon for coming in and folding and all that, he's actually coming out way better in this than the Giants are. He's getting premium money for his position. He's getting another shot at free agency. In a, in a professional career, the NFL included, but but in all aspects of professional sports, the things players, the thing that players need the most is a control of their future, the control of hitting free agency, the control of being able to get new contracts. Saquon has that still. He's getting premium money this year. He's not playing on an $800,000 deal. This isn't the fourth year of his rookie contract. He is paying, getting a premium amount of money to play this year. Then he will have another shot next year. So I think Saquon's doing okay here. And I also think coming in is beneficial to him. People will make fun of the fact he's coming in. But if I'm another team next year when he hits free agency, it's noteworthy to me that he comes in. It's noteworthy to me that he did not hold out, that he was a good teammate, that he was at practice. Those things matter when handing over a lot of money to a player, especially a running back, but any player. Now let's look at it from the Giants' perspective on why I think this is a major red flag into how this team is being running, being run. So the Giants are going to give Saquon one year, $10 million. If you look at reporting, it looked like the, the discrepancy in guaranteed money was somewhere around $19 million, $23 million. It was in that range of, of total guarantees. Now, instead of, let's, let's just say they gave Saquon, we'll just do $25 million guaranteed. So maybe even more than he wanted, a large amount of guaranteed money. This is a big, a big contract for a running back. If you give him $25 million guaranteed, and you can break the guarantees out in base salary, whatever, $25 million guaranteed, you can then stretch that money out over six, seven years with dummy year contracts so that the, each year the base hit is low, $3 million, $4 million, $5 million, but it's stretched out longer. So while Saquon, let's say he really only is under contract with the Giants for three or four years, the Giants stretch that money out over seven years. That would have been the way to go about this. A, you get a happy Saquon. He, he's, he's excited to be there. You gave him the guaranteed money you want. He's the face of your franchise. You're not dealing with any of this drama. Think about how much mental energy they have spent this offseason, how much time they have spent in their building about a running back. Not the quarterback, not how to find better receivers, none of those things. About haggling with a running back over $5 million in guaranteed money. Hours of their time, precious time in the offseason, over, over $5 million in guaranteed money. Now, instead of just giving him that extra guarantee, which would have, one, you control him for longer. Let's say you control him for three, four years at a low cap hit. Two, your cap hit is much lower this year. Saquon's going to have a $10, $10.1 million cap hit this year presumably. We'll see if the new contract comes in. I'd be very surprised if they stretch this out, but 
10 million for one year. That's going to be his cap hit. That is the fourth highest on the team. They have $3 million in cap space. Had they done this the correct way, they would probably have more around $10 million in cap space. And they don't control him beyond this year. So while you could say, oh, this is showing they don't value the running back, why running backs don't get paid, they're actually paying a premium for him this year. I'll use that word again for what feels like the 15th time this pot. I, they are paying a premium for him for one year while not getting the thing that matters most in sports, which is control. And they're not getting him on a lower cap hit. So I think this shows that A, they're poor with roster allocation in terms of how to use their resources. But I also wonder if they just don't have a fundamental understanding of how to manipulate the cap. The best teams in the NFL stretch these bad boys out. They they make cap hits lower. Like, that's how you do it. Last year, the Eagles gave James Bradbury a one-year $10 million deal. His cap hit was $4 million last year. Next year, like, there, yes, his cap will be on the team longer, but with the cap at $220 million or whatever it is, a 2 or $3 million cap hit is very small. It's a very small percentage of it. $10 million, like, that's where you start to, you know, that impacts what you can do. $3 million right now they have in cap space. That would be $10 million. Cap space rolls over. Like, this is just needlessly giving away cap space. So, is it a big deal in the grand scheme of things, like with roster construction this year? Maybe not. Maybe they weren't going to use the money elsewhere. Maybe they didn't have free agents they could sign. But each move you make in the NFL, to an extent, is a peek into your thought process and how you handle things. The Giants have now wasted their entire offseason on this on this contract dilemma. They're going to have to deal with it again next year. They're going to pay a running back a ton of money for one year. When all of this could have been avoided, if they would have just stretched the money out, given him a little more fully guaranteed, and not made this a big deal. So the Giants coming off of a year last year where they made the playoffs, won a playoff game, they have a head coach to be excited about. They've completely ruined this Saquon thing where Saquon's not really happy, they shouldn't be happy. I would hope that they're not happy at how this has played out. It's gonna be a con. It's gonna be a situation throughout the year. Saquon can play nice now, but deep down, you know he's not thrilled about it. Even though he maybe should be, but he's probably not. So they've ruined all the goodwill from last year. Ruined this situation this year all over cap space and and handling of the running back position. So I think it's a major mistake how they're handling this. I think it's a peek into the window of their thought process. And I think Giants fans should be really discouraged and upset about how their team has handled this Saquon Barkley contract situation. This has been another edition of the Best Football Show podcast. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Once again, please hit that subscribe button and please leave a five-star review if you like what you hear. And I'll talk to you guys next time.